0: We're back, everybody. This is Josh Neighbors, and you are watching The Neighborhood Watch here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and here on YouTube as well. Once again, I am your host, Josh Neighbors. I'm thrilled to be hosting this brand-new show. This is Episode 1, Big 12 coverage, five days a week. For those of you all who do not know me, once again, Josh Neighbors. I cover the Big 12. I've covered it since 2020 when I was hired at SiriusXM as a producer. I was the associate producer on mostly Big 12 today for three years. And then also I started the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I really picked it up and grew that thing on both YouTube and the, the audio channels until recently, a few weeks ago. Um, for those of you who don't know, I worked for Locked On. I played Bob Huggins' comments that he made on the Cincinnati radio station in their entirety to give full context to, you know, some some statements that he made. Uh, Locked on did not appreciate that I, you know, played some unsavory language that he used. I thought it was important to give the full context of what he said. They said, under no circumstances can you play these words. So the editorial difference caused us to part ways. Uh, I put it out on the internet. It picked up some traction. And I want to say this. uh, David Smoke and Brian Etheridge at 365 Sports were some of the first folks who reached out to me And, you know, talk to me about, uh, Hey, you know, what happened? We were sorry about that, but also gave me an opportunity and they do coverage of conference realignment. They do coverage of big 12 athletics. They do it just as good as anybody out there. It was, they were some of the first folks who reached out and really the entire time they were the folks that I wanted to work for. That's why I'm here now to you all the new listener, the old listener, whatever. Thank you all for, you know, folks who sent messages and said really nice things over the course of the last few weeks. It has really meant a lot to me. This has been a challenging couple of weeks for me, and really the last month for me, uh, professionally. I'm also a producer full-time at a radio station here at Little Rock, Arkansas. I produce a morning show and uh, contribute there some as well. And so, you know, Locked On Big 12 was a massive part of my transition. You know, I used to live in Richmond, and then I came here to Little Rock, but still doing Locked On Big 12 five days a week. And then um continuing to do it here. And that was, you know, a massive part of my day. And obviously it was a massive part of what I was able to do to provide for myself. Financially, it was important. And um, you know, having that taken away all of a sudden, having my connection with the audience taken away all of a sudden was very challenging for me. And I had some stuff going on that happened personally as well. It just kind of made it a weird, challenging time. And so those messages, the DMs, the tweets, the the text that I got from folks out there, I just want to say thank you all to everybody. Who supported through that? Um, you know, it's not a me versus them type deal. Just the messages that you all sent with the support for me were really uh, something that I kind of needed to get through that difficult time. So I hope, in turn, <clears throat> excuse me, the five day a week Big 12 coverage that I can provide can be something that's an escape for you all each day. You all can enjoy each day. Uh, that's how I really kind of, kind of, I guess, made a name for myself, for lack of a better term. I mean, that channel had over. 4,000 subscribers at zero when I started. It wasn't really, a, it wasn't a channel at all. Um, and we were doing really, you know, strong numbers. And I think it was because the consistency of the coverage of the big 12 and conference realignment, things of that nature, and also uh, the interaction with the fans and kind of my, my stance on coverage is this. while I have a big 12 flag behind me posted behind me. My coverage is always, um, it is, you know, I try to be as unbiased as possible. Sure, there's a bit of a big 12 slant because that's where I cover from. But also, I try to be as fair as possible and assess the situation as fairly as possible. And so I think a lot of times, a lot of folks would not agree with me, but, you know, I came back five days a week I it wasn't just there once or twice, whatever. I would back up my thoughts. I admit when I'm wrong, all of those things. So I think you all, if you're coming to this channel, you're going to find strong, fair, consistent five-day-a-week coverage Ironically, we didn't have a show yesterday because, of course, the one day you want to start a podcast, AT&T Fiber cuts out where I live in Little Rock. But five-day-a-week coverage, five-plus days a week sometimes, too, if we're feeling extra spicy, uh, coverage of the Big 12. We're going to have game previews. We're going to have odds. We're going to have interviews. We're going to have analysis. Uh, and I've actually got some, some receipts, if you will, from interview. Not the kind you all are thinking of, but i got some receipts from an interview I did a while ago. With uh, Andrew Martian a few weeks ago that you all are going to hear, uh, and we're going to give you good insight. And I'm i think I'm going to give you all an example of that today. So once again, five minutes in here. Don't want to belabor it much longer. But thank you all for being here. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Find us wherever you guys get your podcasts as well. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Like the videos and comment. Please, please comment. The interactions are what make these shows what they are. So please make sure you all interact. With me, I greatly and each other in the show. Do it in a respectful manner, but please do so. So today what we're gonna cover is we're gonna jump right back into conference realignment. Oh, also uh we are on Twitter as well. You guys can find us uh on Twitter. Uh we are at make sure I get it cor- correct, NW Pod365. NW Pod365. Once again, we are part of the 365 sports uh network. So ESPN and the in the Pac 12. Is we're going to cover today. And the reason why we're going to cover this, and it was talked about yesterday some, but folks were discussing that Andrew Marchand in his newsletter said that, hey, look, uh, ESPN might be out. It sounds like they are out for right now on Pac-12 coverage. And here's what he had to say. Quote, ESPN and the Pac-12 are having no substantive talks at this time. ESPN passed on the Big Ten. Uh, Sunday ticket, Premier League, Champions League, MLS. So the idea will be completely out in the Pac-12 is not the least uh, a bit surprising. Things can always change and maybe the Pac-12 can figure out a creative way to get ESPN involved. But right now, that seems very unlikely. So what I would like to do is I would like to go back to a conversation that I had with Andrew Marchand on uh, May the 4th. So this is Andrew Marshan and I on May the 4th, having this very same conversation about ESPN. Let's see what he had to say back then and compare it to what he is saying now. Once again, thank you
1: for being here. Yeah, I would say, never say never. You know, I don't like to say someone's out. Uh, And so, uh, but I would say that the interest is definitely tepid. Um, You know, at least that's where it has been trending uh, for a while. Uh, you know, we've reported, both John Oren and, and I, uh, that uh, e- that the Pac-12 could have had the deal the Big 12 got with ESPN and Fox. The Big 12 stepped in front of them. Uh, and so uh, if you look at how the amount of games they need, especially for their linear networks, um, that need has already been fulfilled. So, um, so could ESPN get in there? Yeah, I think so. But, but I think when you talk about a deal – um, it's not going to be some overpriced deal. Like when you talk about beating the big 12, I'd be very, uh, I'd be shocked if they got a deal from ESPN that beat the big 12 deal at this point with ESPN with layoffs, cutting back on costs, you know, a little bad timing for the PAC 12, uh, the idea that they could still do a deal you know, as far as I know, uh, never say never, but again, I think trending the wrong direction.
0: So you all can see right there what Andrew Marchand had to say a little bit while ago, and that matches up with what he is saying right now. Number one, I wanted to show this you know to you all because that is the kind of interview that you guys can expect on this show. Uh, I like to you know connect with media folks and talk with them. And Number two, you know George Kliavkov talked about Andrew Marchand of the New York Post and was like, oh, you know this is a while ago. He said people are trying to disrupt. As somebody who's from the East Coast, I know plenty of folks like Andrew Marshan. We are there's a large group of us who are like really interested in the, in the machinations of sports media. And I'm in the group too. I love the idea of broadcast pairings. I like discussing who should be, you know, Buck and Aikman are gone, so who's next? And I oh, it'd be a shame if Tom Brady took Greg Olson's spot, in my opinion at least. It'd be a shame if Tom Brady took Greg Olson's spot on the Fox broadcast for the NFL. Things of that nature. I love those conversations. And Andrew covers that stuff. That's the angle he's coming from. He's coming from a sports media angle, a business angle, not not a pro Pac-12, pro Big 12 angle. And I I think I want to kind of get this clear. Like if the Big 12 was in the Pac-12 spot, the roles would be reversed. The Big 12 would be in a a very difficult situation, much like the Pac-12 is in. As much as we love the big 12 conference and we want to cheer it on and say, look, they're in a great spot right now, which I think they are in a very good spot. And somebody made an interesting point today about this. I'll get to it in a second about like their conference being aligned uh, more so than other leagues. You know, you have to consider it from the standpoint of the big 12. The best thing they did was beat the pack 12 to the punch, not produce better football. And look, TCU in the championship game, that's definitely a good thing, but Beating them, the Pac-12 to the punch is what matters. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Andrew has mentioned this a bunch. The Pac-12 could have had the deal that the Big 12 had. ESPN pulled that deal once they've you know got some more inventory, and um, the negotiations for them have become much more difficult. So is ESPN all the way out? No, and maybe they're just laying back right now. But th- this has gone on so long. And there has been this yo-yoing of who is involved, who is not involved. But when you look at what ESPN is currently doing, they are reshaping their business model. They have passed on the Big Ten, major, major college football. They have the biggest TV deal. They have passed on, um, I mentioned Sunday Ticket, the NFL. It's huge. Premier League is the biggest soccer league in the United States You know that, that people in the United States like. I think it's probably does better numbers than the MLS does I can't you know I'm not sure for sure but like I think you'd assume so also the games run on, on on basically in, in pretty uncontested windows a lot of the time right Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, Monday at 3 pm, Monday at 2 p.m you know stuff you can put on uh, programming that's live sports programming you can put on those times a day and then Champions League which is the biggest international competition, most of those games take place during the week. Uh, the, the, fina- the finale takes place on a Saturday does amazing ratings but um, excuse me also still getting through a cough right now a little bit too. so, so bear with me folks. Once again, the changing weather in, in, in Little Rock, Arkansas just crushed me. But on this ESPN front, you know this, this is uh, this is the change they're passing on these big things and also they're restructuring like they're, they're cutting a bunch of jobs and you're seeing them give big contracts to Pat McAfee's. Uh, to the marcus spears of the world to the jj reddicks of the world the Greenberg greenies you know to the uh you know the the guys like the stephen a smiths of the world they're going for those quick pop type you know investments you know the types of things where it's oh stephen a and jj reddick make this awesome two minute youtube clip that you know or a twitter video that, that blows up like that's kind of what they're going for here and they're kind of saying with all of these moves the pac-12 is not uh, excluded from this, and I'm not saying that they're they're especially terrible, but this is a pattern of of ESPN saying, "All right, we're going to take some live sports I and mean, a lot of live sports still, right? We're going to have a little NFL package. We're going to have ACC on lock, the SEC on lock, and the top pick of the Big 12 games, and then we're, we're going to you know have baseball, uh, you know, whatever other sports you you know, college basketball obviously is not there too. The NBA, we're going to have a, a portion of that." We're gonna have our hand at all of these things, fill out a nice schedule, but we're just not gonna just keep spending. They're the worldwide leader in sports. They're not like the CW trying to break into the sports space by signing live golf. That's not what they are at all. They're not like Apple TV Plus signing MLS. You guys get the point. That's not who they are. So, you know that 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 also goes to say, like it's not it's not saying the Pac-12 won't get a deal done. But the worldwide leader has been one of the big TV partners, and also they've been one of the major players, by all accounts, in this entire situation now. So the fact that ESPN is out is not is not all that surprising. Once again, to look at the at the way their business has been going, and also you know, and considering too, I think Disney Plus has been somewhat of a money pit for them. Like I think about a lot of these streaming services, guys. I mean, Hulu, Netflix, whatever it is. A lot of these companies have poured in a ton of money into it. And, you know, I think, I'm, I think some of them are skeptical about some of the returns that, that they've seen on some of those things, right? You know, uh, Netflix, you're not sure about how much money they're, <laughs> you know, they're recouping. They're trying to hope that one of those original shows they make does hit and become somewhat of a hit. It's important for them. I'm not sure it's been going in you know, that direction. Uh, Disney Plus, same thing. I mean, they're paying so much money for that Marvel and that Star Wars IP. Now, Star Wars IP, they already paid for, but they're paying a lot in production costs for all of that stuff. Are the numbers making the money? It's all one company; they're all tied together. So, what does happen in the ESPN space does matter if it happens on the Disney Plus space, and vice versa. That is why it is not surprising here. And so, this is another situation where, look. It's just kind of bad timing for the Pac-12. But by the same token, how many times can we make excuses for them? And I've made a fair amount. And I think, once again, to to state my position on this, so you all know where I am as we go through these podcasts. One, the Pac-12 schools desperately, desperately, desperately would like to stay together. They will do that. They want to do that. Part two of this, though, is that all of the reporting – indicates that they would be willing to make a move under the right circumstances. Arizona's president even basically said as much. Now, he's also said, hey, we're committed to the, we're committed to being a member of the PAC-12 right now. PAC-12 right now. That's what we're committed to. And look, like that is factually correct. They are committed to that. They are giving Klyavkov the time. Um, it, but if he doesn't deliver the goods, like <coughs> schools are gonna leave, right? Schools will leave. That makes sense. That all makes sense. You know, Arizona's president today, hey, you know, Lubbock, Texas, isn't too far away for us. So that is where those schools want to be. But realistically, they've kind of, they made a one big miscalculation. The first one was thinking the Big Ten deal applied to them. I, at no point in time did I see that Big Ten television contract and thought, well, Big 12 could see that kind of money. No, Kevin Warren put together now, he's also kind of in some hot water right now. But Kevin Warren put together an NFL style TV deal that featured multiple massive media outlets getting big games in big slots, and everybody's fat and happy and, until what's happened recently. And so, you know, it's it, on its face, it's a really awesome television deal. Once again, we'll see how much money you have to give it back. But I think in the end, they're still going to be all okay with the amount of money they're going to rake in. Uh, now, they said, what is it, like 40 million per school? That's, that's going to be that's a steep hill to climb. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that entire situation, the Big Ten. But still, on its face, that deal is effing fantastic because the amount of money that they're all taking in all together. So he, you know, he nails it with that deal. Uh, but I mean, I, I didn't think that applied to the Big Twelve, and I don't think Brett your market either. He was like, we need to get a deal, we need to get it relatively quickly, and we need to get it, you know, decent price, multiple places, good visibility. Those are the things that he prioritized there. <laughs> As George Klyavkov has gone through now as things have gone along you know this you know uh what they're prioritizing at this point i don't really know if it even matters like just getting on television now is what matters Like and television i mean just any platform matters staying alive is what matters you know you, you can't even talk about well you know we used to not have very good visibility in the pac-12 network we like to have better visibility but you can't even pick and choose at this point if you want to be in the price range of the big 12 like andrew said you really have to take a serious pay cut, and he's very skeptical they're going to get the same amount of money. And another last thing on this, and this kind of goes to the Big 12 point, the Big 12 from an organizational standpoint seems much – they are much more organized than a lot of other conferences. The ACC is basically bound together by that TV deal, but that's essentially it, right? The Big Ten's having some infighting. The Pac-12 is a little bit of a mess. The SEC and the Big 12 seem like the two conferences right now – with a lot of stability and whatnot, that should be valuable, I think, in some senses, as we enter a very unstable time in college athletics. I think that has to be valued by these schools, by their administrations, all of those things. And then, final, the final piece of this, um, you know, with all of that, is um, the Big Twelve presents this opportunity on the next television deal to make more money because once you add those West Coast schools or more towards the West Coast. Got more teams, more games, and every single time slot. So you weakened a competitor and the Pac-12 was kind of more on your playing field when it comes to finances and kind of knock them out of being a power conference and also strengthen your position. And you become this, I think, you know, I, I don't want to mean diminish the Big 12, but like this kind of awesome a la carte in a way, right? If if SEC and the Big Ten are the big dogs, you know, the Big 12 can be used by a lot of networks to put shoulder programming around, right? A little bit of UCF versus Houston here. A little bit of Oklahoma State at BYU there in the late night. A little bit of Arizona, Kansas basketball. Well, that's that's big That's big money stuff. But you, you all see the point. What I'm saying is you offer all of these games. Think about those games home and away. What times they can be played at. You know, we're right here. at 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time. We have a kickoff in Orlando. The conference also can have a kickoff in Tucson, Arizona at 10 p.m. Eastern Time as well. They can do all of those things. All of those things. <coughs> excuse me, a, a conference like the PAC 12 cannot do it. And also, you know, I want to circle back to the, the organization part of this though. Um, the one thing where it's like these, you know, when I say the, Hey, they're they're together. They want to remain together. Sure. But these, these PAC 12 folks have kept putting out these timelines. I, I don't know why they keep doing it because they don't hit any of them. So when it comes to what's actually happening here, guys, and there are folks on Twitter who say they know and whatnot and, uh, I know, you know, Smokey's got his people that he talks to on that show, uh, you know, that have got sorts and whatnot. I talked to Andrew. I talk to media folks as well. I'll put it to you like this. Do I know for sure what's going to happen? Absolutely not. No, I, I really don't think many folks actually do. But the one thing that is consistent with whether it be the reporting, whether it be the news that we get. So, you know, hey, this is what we're hearing. This is what we know, all, all kind of stuff. These presidents have gone out and, and put out dates. They have not been meeting those dates, right? Oh, we heard, uh, you know, we heard like, what was it, Labor Day at one point, you know, where was, oh, after Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, Pac-12 basketball, uh, you know, a lot of folks expect to hear something at the conference tournament, right? Then we heard about, well, you know, the presidents had said, look, it's coming, it's coming soon. And then we get the Stuart Mandel, well, they actually overestimated. And now they keep putting out these dates. Number one, I'm not sure why they're doing it because you're setting yourself up to, to, for failure. And two, when you are wrong, you look like kind of a clown because you've assumed. And look, these might be presidents and leaders of schools that join the Big Twelve. I just, I don't understand the calculus that's happening here because the 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 content of of what they're saying in these statements is not matching up with the reporting or the reality. Oh, we're gonna get a deal done soon. And I I put this out on Twitter, and I will say it again: if you're gonna if you're close to getting a deal done, guys. You don't you don't go out and say we're close to getting a deal done. No, what you do is you just you just release the de- Hey, we'll have some news for you here soon, and just release it. You're like, oh well, you know, we think we might get more to the Big Twelve, and it might happen in June. Like, no, no, you know, we like our chances. We like what's happening right now. You know, you all see, you know, you all see the deal when it happens. We'll see the deal when it happens. It's not what's happening here. Like there, and it just keeps getting pushed down the road. So they don't look as well organized. Uh, They're not meeting these deadlines. And once again, does not mean that they're going to get a deal done, but they're not meeting these kind of art. And I know the deadlines setting up are arbitrary, but they're not meeting any of this stuff. And so the reality keeps shifting one way. And once again, it's not a death nail, but I'm just, I've been acknowledging this the whole time. Who is in the market for this? Does it make sense? And is it enough money? And is it enough visibility? And does it, you know, will, will this thing and, you know, how much of this, uh, can you take also from these schools? It's like, look, we've given George every opportunity. And I, I think honestly, now, if Kliavkov, you know, lost in Arizona or in Arizona State or Colorado, and one of them said, you know, we felt like we gave George every opportunity and we walked away and we went and we went to the Big 12, you could justify that. Now, on the other side of this, administrators, you know, they've got a lot of people that they're, they're beholden to. So I think as, as simple as I made it sound, it's not that simple. But I think in some ways that, they want to make sure they dot all their I's and cross all their T's. So if they do something as risky and as a risk to leave a conference for another conference, they can say, This is what he delivered or didn't deliver. This is why it wasn't good enough. We gave him every opportunity to make sure that we have a deal and, and we didn't get one. And I understand that. But I do think we're, you know, and I'm not saying that they have to do it now, but I do think we're hitting a point where. How much bad press do you want to keep taking? How many excuses do you want to make and what is it really worth to like stay in the Pac-12? What is it really worth to all these schools? I think it's an interesting point that we're going through right now. We're going to explore all of that. We're going to talk about the ACC, we'll talk about the Big 10, we'll talk about the Big 12's future, the how progressive Brett Yormark has been, but this ESPN story guys, the whole point of what I'm talking about here today is it tracks. It makes sense. It tracks with a conference that is desperate to get a media deal but the worldwide leader in sports is kind of changing their business model which kind of goes back to the big 12 thank god they got in when they did because there's no guarantee they'd be able to get a deal and once again i love the conference but it's not just inherently better than the pac-12 all of a sudden as a tv property the reason they were valuable is because they got in you know, they, they, they kind of fit in where they fit in you know whatever the phrase is get in where you fit in or fit in where you get in whatever it is that's what the big 12 did they figured that out they went fast and they're safe because of that. All right, folks, this is the first episode of many. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at joshneighbors underscore at nwpod365. Thank you all so, so, so much for being a part of this journey. Tell your friends, tell everybody. We'll have team-specific coverage. You know, We'll have uh, betting lines, all that kind of stuff coming up here on Neighborhood Watch. Five days a week, big 12 coverage every single day. That's what you guys can expect from me end this show. Talk to you soon.